Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Lawrence of the Lawrence Home Show, which you can hear from noon to two here on The Score. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto, online at carx.com. And the top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Ray, the Kang. Let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score. And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Doing play-by-play for baseball is an art form. When a game gets out of hand and yesterday's game got out of hand with the Cubs, then you have to still make it entertaining. Pat and Ron did that yesterday. For me, the great Henry Aaron made his big league debut this date in 1954 for the old Milwaukee Braves. I remember something that Bob Euchre told me. When Henry Aaron was in the minor leagues, he had his hands reversed. Yeah, crossed. So that his left hand was above the right Mm -hmm. hand. And he's a right-handed batter. And without even having a bat in your hand, when you try to do that, it just seems very awkward. I had a chance to meet Henry Aaron in New York. So the New York Yankees, for their old-timers game, they invite some players to come and as special guests in the three special guests that day henry aaron willie mays and ernie banks Mm. i get hyped about stuff like this ray i love this type of stuff and hearing pat and ron do that yesterday oh it felt amazing i wasn't even there i wasn't the one that met henry aaron willie mays and ernie banks i actually have met ernie banks but i wasn't the one that was in that situation and I was like, man, damn, must be good to be cool. Well, make me a bicycle clown. Thank you for spending your Friday afternoon with us. We're going to have a lot of fun on today's show. Thanks, up! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Stephen Bartle is going to join me at 1240. We are going to talk about the Bulls and the Bucks at 1 o'clock. Josh Nelson is going to be in the house. He of the sax machine. We are going to have a conversation about the White Sox as they get ready for a series against Tampa. Dylan Cease will be on the bump. Matter of fact, I might have some things on Dylan Cease that you might find interesting. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the White Sox game yesterday and preview the series against Tampa. And the Cubs with a win yesterday 
And uh, an opportunity to make some money that you might have missed. But damn it, it cash. Back after this on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be South Sox regardless. South Slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, babe. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Today, the Sox go for their first sweep of 2022. It would come against the Seattle Mariners. Cincinnati's at the Dodgers tonight as that ball is hammered down the right field line and hooking. And that ball is gone. It did just sneak around the pole. It looked like it was going to cut wide to the right. Instead, it cleared the fence, and it's 2-0. We'll do it again. It's good offense, right? Let's see. Everybody's on the case. And eventually Crawford puts it on the deck. Now this is the way to attack Seattle this afternoon. Put it up in the vortex. It's 2-1. to one. Garcia will tap her. Seawall finishes the ball game. Sox win two of three. Seattle wins the closer. To be honest, it was more the the four-pitch walk before that is the killer. Lead-off walks and two-out walks, are, they'll always come back to bite you, and it's basic baseball. never fails. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago. You heard Jimmy Lambert, who got the start, and according to TLR, might get another start because, you know, Lucas Giolito is on the struggle bus on IL and Lance Lynn, and so someone's got to start these games. Yesterday was wild, man, because, you know, the weird thing about baseball overall is when we start talking about weather, we always tend to lean towards rain, or in some cases, snow at the beginning of the season. And that game that they played through on, on Wednesday was no joke. Like that, I mean, it was it was really bad. Like I was shocked that they kept playing, but they did, and and I thought the field held up really well. It was just an odd game to continue playing for the White Sox and the Mariners. But like in football, the weather issue is wind. Like that's the thing that will derail a game. You talk to me about snow and oh, it's bare weather, but if there's wind, like crazy wind, like it was yesterday. You better have a run, bring your run game. And the White Sox did not bring their run game yesterday, the 35th and Shield. Somehow, Seattle was like, you know what? We'll just put our pop ups in the outfield and then they'll just go out of the ballpark. But still, you're, you're never going to go broke taking a profit. White Sox played two series, they've won two series. Now, nice early season test for them. Tampa Bay is going to be in town tonight for a three game set. Dylan Cease is on the mound tonight. And they need him to be great. Not good, but great. I asked James Fegan, who covers the White Sox on a daily basis and is one of our contributors, about whether we saw a breakthrough with Dylan Cease last year and if that can continue. Last year, I don't think that was the finished product at all. I, I, I still think you see somebody who, maybe when the shifts are down or when things aren't working mechanically, is, is really fastball slidery and that was even kind of a critique that he kind of had yesterday was that he didn't really think everything was working, but he's someone who obviously throws upper 90s and has a wipeout slider that he can kind of get through lineups like that. 
but yeah, I, I think we're seeing something closer. I think his changeup really looked good in spring training where last year was kind of like amazing that someone had a pitch that was 20 mile or slower than his fastball, but wasn't something that necessarily worked in application as well. But yeah, I, I think there's another level of Dylan Cease that we're getting inching towards. I don't know if we're going to see it, you know, all season or if it's, this is going to be, you know, where he gets Cy Young votes or anything like that. But I, I think there is top of the rotation potential there. And the more you kind of see him be able to turn in good starts when not everything is working like he was the other day, uh, the more you see him kind of perform at a level of a number three, number two starter, uh, even when it's not working, it's just going to make those starts where he's truly dominant, you know, stand out more and, and really provide a consistent product over the whole full year. He's got the good stuff. He's got the Nintendo stuff. And let's see how stretched out he is. And he's going up against a lineup that is usually pretty patient. Joe Ostrowski, who's our guy on the inside of the sports betting world, you can check him out on BetQL Daily and, of course, Early Odds, he said that where you might be able to make some dollars on betting would be Dylan C. strikeouts. He did warn. He said you're you're kind of taking a risk if you go over because now like the league and the betting world is kind of caught up to Dylan Cease that if you see a number that's bigger than five and a half, just know that go into that with caution. Tonight's number for Dylan Cease on FanDuel, if you were wondering, is six and a half. So over under six and a half strikeouts for him. The over is minus 134 and the under is plus 104. So there may be an opportunity for you there, depending on which way that you want to go. Speaking of sports betting. Yesterday I was working, I was working on a project that I hope to be able to tell you about very, very soon. I was working on it, and I was watching the Cubs game. I was checking out. Shout out to my guy, Cole Wright, friend of the show, Cole Wright. He and Ryan Sweeney were breaking down the game, and then at the end, they gave a, a same-game parlay. And, you know, FanDuel is like one of our our people. Like, you sign up with promo code LOHO. You can get all sorts of good stuff. Wait, this is the part where I got to do the legal, right? <clears throat> you must be 21 or older. No, wait. Let me try that again. You must be 21 or older. President of Illinois, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem called 100 Gambler. Now, the reason that I did the read in the segment instead of during the commercial break is because Cole and Ryan, their segment is also sponsored by FanDuel. So I'm typing away, working on this project that I'm doing last night. I'm sitting there in my office, the place where if I do this show from home, that's where I'm at. Like You'll see me on Twitch. And I look up because they had a parlay that I thought was intriguing. Before those guys get up close and personal with Coors, we're getting you paid. FanDuel 3 for free, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. And let's get it. Quickly, let's get a first look because Steel Cage, three and a half punchies. Will we have more or less? You see the over and the under numbers. And how about a player with two or more RBIs? Patrick, Frank, or Seiya. And last but not least, player with two or more total bags. Nick Madrigal, Clint Frazier, or Ian Happ. So, Swing Dog, you ready to get this bread? Let's do it. All right, let's go. See Justin Steele right there, Steel Cage. When it comes to his punch outs today, three and a half. That's where we're setting the over and under. Yeah. So, is he going above or below? He had a great outing in his first outing. Yeah. 
Uh, 5Ks in that outing. I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm going over three and a half. He's got to at least have four. Yeah, he's going to look to pitch in just a little bit and keep that ball in on the hands of those yep. Colorado Rockies because one through nine, they're four and one mark. They're a potent team offensively, especially when you take a look at that three hole with a guy like Chris Bryant. Now, how about this one? Player to get two or more stakes. Will it be Patrick, Frank, or Seiya? I think everybody wants to say Suzuki, right? But yeah. I'm going with Frank the Tank. Schwindel hitting okay. in that four hole behind those three guys. He's going to get a couple RBIs. He's going to break out today in Coors Field, and we're going to see the Frank of old. Yeah, plus Frank's RBI tank right now. Just a little light, only yeah. one yeah. stake so far this season. So uh, Mr. Schwindel, the pride of the Garden State of New Jersey, he's hungry today in that batter's box. Expect to see some big-time fireworks. Now, how about this one? Last but not least, mm-hmm. the player to get two or more total sacks. Is it Nick Madrigal, Clint Frazier? Or the quiet storming in half. What do you think? I'm taking Nick Madrigal in that two hole. I think today he's gonna it's he's gonna been be he's, he's been hitting the ball hard, just nothing to show for it yet. He's gonna shoot a couple base hits into right field against Freeland tonight. Yeah, he's never batted under 300 at any level, any level, <laughs> little league, pee wee league, high school, college. This guy he gets after it. Minor league ball, they call him Nicky Two Strikes for a reason. And right now he's batting zero. Six seven. So something tells me he's going to start chipping around. away and get back to. And speaking of chipping away, if you want to put down some chips on all three of these wagers, that twenty dollars same game parlay, it looks to be pretty lucrative today. Swing dog, you see right there, twenty bucks is going to get you three eighteen eighty. So right now, get those bets in, and always remember to bet responsibly. Yeah, bet responsibly. Had you taken Ryan Sweeney's advice yesterday, you would have won. Justin Steele had four strikeouts. The over hit. Frank Schwindel got an RBI in the first inning, and I was like, uh-oh, this thing might cash. Then he got another one. And Nikki Two Strikes did have two hits yesterday. $20. Uh, it was Cole read it wrong, but I do that too with threes and eights. $20 would have paid you $313.80 on that same game parlay on FanDuel. And I was watching it all night, all night. Like I, I was like, damn it, if they weren't right. So shout out to Cole and shout out to Ryan. They got you some cash yesterday if you rolled with them. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to continue that. But that's a hell of a parlay to hit. Could you imagine if you put $100 on it? Fam, you'd been eating good in the neighborhood. We're going to talk about the Bulls and the Bucks with Stephen Bardo. He's going to preview the series. He's done color for both teams. He joins me next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. The swings in a, in, in a playoff game, there's generally about a 26-point swing, which means you're either down by 13 or you're up by 13, or it could be, you know, maybe you're down by 18. There's going to be these swings in games, and you've got to emotionally be able to handle that. And I do think one of our challenges, and especially with some of the teams that we've played coming out of the All-Star break, we have not handled those swings well. And we've got to be able to handle those swings because it's inevitable. You know, there's going to be times we may get off to a great start, and it may swing back the other way. We may get off to a poor start, and we've got to swing it back the other way. And it really takes a lot of concentration and five guys being connected to be able to deal with the emotions of those kind of swings. And that's just the reality of it. Well, Annie up because Bulls Bucks this weekend is a thing that's going to happen. 
I'm Lawrence here with you until 2 o'clock. I'm looking forward to seeing what adjustments are made, mostly by the Bulls, and to see what Milwaukee will throw at them this time. Stephen Bartle has a unique perspective on this. He has done color commentary this year for both the Bucks and the Bulls, and he was nice enough to join me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, one of the best analysts of basketball in America, Stephen Bartle now joining me here on The Score. What's up, sir? How you doing, Lawrence? Man, I'm doing great, and I appreciate you being available for the show. Let me let me start with Milwaukee for a second. This team, I think, even with them having being the defending champion, with them having maybe the best player in the league right now in Giannis, is still kind of floating underneath the radar to to win a championship. I I picked them to win the title. I think they're going to do it again. What makes them such a good team? Uh. You know what, Lawrence? I'm I'm in agreement with all that you said. Uh, I think they're underrated, and I think I do also pick them to repeat. Um, there's a unique culture that's within the Bucks organization. Uh, you know, being very close to it, being around them, being able to see shoot around. Uh, Coach Budenholzer was very open with the traveling party uh, within the Bucks organization, and so there's a there's a there's a unique chemistry with this team. And so you reference Giannis Antetokounmpo being probably the best player in the league. Uh, you've got Drew Holiday, to me, who is the most underrated guard in the last decade, in my opinion. I think he's a Hall of Fame guard. I think he's, he might be the best defensive guard the NBA's ever seen. And then you've got Chris Middleton, <clears throat> who is 6'7", four on anybody. And then you've got the guys that fill in, Bobby Portis, uh, you know, George Hill, Grayson Allen, uh, Patrick, uh, uh, Pat Connington. These guys all know their roles very, very well, and there's not a lot of friction on this team. You don't, you don't see guys post-game in, in the interviews really dogging players out or dogging the coaches out. They've got, a, they've got a special kind of chemistry that's around this organization that makes me think, uh, that they like exactly where they are, and they like the fact that people are overlooking them, and they're poised to make a, a, a deep run in, in defending their championship. I, I want to go back to talking about Drew Holiday because this is a Drew Holiday appreciation show here between noon and two. I love him as a player because he will do whatever you need. If you need him to score 20, he can do it. If you need him to just be a facilitator, he can do it. The part that you brought up is the part that I've probably undersold, and that's him being so good defensively. I mean, we saw him body up Tristan Thompson the last time that these two teams played, which is amazing because one's a point and one's a center. But what is it about what he does on the perimeter as a defender that you like? Lawrence, I think Drew has probably the best uh, understanding of how to get lower than his opponent on both sides of the ball than any other guard in the league. And I think that Chris Paul is an example of that. He, that really has helped his career and his longevity in the fact that normally when Chris Paul is going against somebody, his center of gravity is lower than his opponent. Drew Holiday, even though he's six foot three, two oh five, he's able to get himself lower than his opponents. You mentioned um 
he was uh, locked horns with Thompson. I covered them the Milwaukee at Philadelphia game, the last regular season matchup between these two teams. Embiid caught the ball at the top of the key or at the, at the three-point line straight on from the bucket. There was a switch, and Drew Holiday was on him. And so what Embiid uh, was going to do, like very talented big men do, when they get a switch on a guard, they just back them down. So uh, the Philadelphia uh, Embiid's teammates uh, sprayed out to the perimeter. Embiid tried to back down Drew Holiday and got nowhere. He took two bumps into Drew to try to back him up. Drew dropped himself a little bit, took the brace, and then took the, the hit again, forcing Embiid to uh, make a pass out of the situation and, and force a turnover. Wow. That illustration right there against a MVP candidate in Joel Embiid shows you the strength, the knowledge, the anticipation that Drew, Drew Holiday possesses. Stephen Bartle joining me here for a few moments to preview Bulls versus Bucks. He's done color for both teams. With the Bulls, if we're putting together a formula for them to make this interesting and make it a competitive series, what's the formula that you see that could do that? Ooh. <laughs> I don't see many scenarios, uh, to be honest, Lawrence. I, I, I'm going to go out of the box here a little bit, though. To me, Derrick Jones Jr. Uh, needs to needs to play a little bit more. He needs to be a factor. The Bulls need to really, really run. And I mean run like they haven't run all season. Because if they get into you know a half-court grind with this Bucks team, I just think they're too undersized. And with, without uh, their most important player, who to me is Lonzo Ball, without him in the lineup with a banged-up Alex Caruso, uh, without those two guys being at the top of their games and stellar, being able to switch defensively and do some things and really push the basketball, it's, I, I don't really see a lot of scenarios where the Bulls can even make this competitive. Uh, they're going to have to do something that they haven't been doing in the last 22 games to finish the regular season. I believe they were 7-15 and 15 in those games. Um, and defensively, Lawrence, the Bulls just have – these lapses in the third and fourth quarters that are, are a little bizarre because they're not relying on, you know, a bunch of rookies. They've got guys in uh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, who sometimes lose focus defensively and other teams take advantage of it. So there's very few scenarios. I mean, maybe, uh, like I said, getting Derrick Jones Jr. involved a lot more, getting Javante Green on the floor earlier to, put, to get some defensive intensity to establish some defensive intensity for the Bulls. But if they don't do that, the Bucs could run them out of the gym. I trust your scouting eye more than most people, quite honestly. So I want to know, when you look at Patrick Williams, what do you see? I see a young man that has tremendous upside and he can do everything on the floor. When his jumper is flowing, it looks good. When he's going to the rim, it looks good. When he's putting it on the deck with confidence, Lawrence, it looks good. But he still struggles with his level of confidence to me. Defensively, I think he can be elite. Uh, Offensively, I think he can be elite. I just wonder why he's lost so much confidence. I don't know if it's with the injury situation that he's had to overcome. But he'll show you glances where it's like, oh, man, this guy could be a dominant player on the floor. And then there are times – when he's on the floor and he disappears, you don't, you don't even know he's there. 
like Patrick Williams to me, Lawrence could be a 16.8 rebound, six assist guy. I mean, if he was healthy throughout a season, I believe he could average those numbers. Even with a Zach Levine and a DeMar DeRozan on the squad, I believe he is that talented. I think he can get points uh, very efficiently off the offensive glass. He can fill the, the lane running the fast break. Uh, like I said, when his shot is on, uh, it looks good. His follow-through looks good. He's got nice arc. I just think it comes down to a confidence situation with Patrick Williams because at times he looks like he's an upper echelon NBA player. You played on an offense in college that had a lot of options on it. How does a, a player go about finding their spots to score? Because you mentioned it. DeMar and Zach are out there. Vooch needs his touches. So I imagine it's difficult for Patrick Williams to figure out where his spots are. But you've played with guys that had dominant offensive games too. How do you go about figuring out where to get yours? I, I really, This is going to sound weird, Lawrence, but I think Patrick Williams should really look at Io DeSumo. Io has really figured out where he can be a double-digit scorer for the Bulls and not take anything away from Zach or DeMar. So what Io does, he sets up uh, weak side, and he's ready. He's in anticipation mode, even when he's on the weak side. Sometimes I think Patrick is not ready in that scenario. Uh, Io will run the floor. He'll get a kick out for an outlet pass, and he'll try to beat defenders with his speed. What does Patrick Williams have that other guys don't have? Well, He's got great body balance. I think he's a lot stronger than even Patrick understands. And so there, there are nuances in the game on the offensive glass, being on the weak side, uh, getting deflections defensively, getting steals and runouts, um, you know, just making yourself almost like a safety blanket. Here's an example. Watch Pat Connington when he's on the floor with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Pat Connington is a security blanket for Giannis. Wherever Giannis moves, Pat Connington kind of moves just opposite to let to, to stay in the vision of Giannis. If Patrick Williams can figure out a way to be a security blanket like Ayo DeSumo has, if he can be a, a security blanket for DeMar and Zach and them get more confidence in him, giving up some of their opportunities to get Patrick going, I think that he can find a lot of success and he can be a double-digit scorer even with all these other options on the floor. What are the things that make Giannis great? I think the thing that makes Giannis uh, the great, his greatest attribute is that he's never satisfied. You know, when you go and you listen to post-game comments or pre-game comments from Giannis, and if you're, not, if, you, if you're not around the team, you think it's BS. You think he's just saying this to keep up his uh, corporate persona. I've been around this dude, uh, Lawrence. He be the best that's ever played and I mean he, he if you if you're able to stop him and talk to him he will tell you that uh eight times a week and twice on Sunday if he got the opportunity he wants to be the best that's ever played and so his desire to continue to get better is amazing I mean he hit a step back three in overtime against the Nets uh in their last matchup uh against Drummond that was something that two or three years ago you would never see Giannis do. He would not have the, the confidence nor the ability to do that. 
Now he's he's hitting step back threes in overtime when the game is on the line, and Marcus Johnson, the the uh, main play by play, excuse me, color analyst for the Bucks, nicknames him the A Train because he's a freight train coming downhill. So now that he's he's the most devastating open court guy in the NBA, he's added his three point shot to it. He plays defense. He's a willing pass. He's one of the best big passes outside of Jokic, I think, in the league. I mean, the guy, I think his greatest attribute, Lawrence, I really do, is that he wants to go down as the best to ever play the game. That is high praise, and it's a high goal, but he's doing pretty well so far in that dream and that goal. Steven, as always, man, I appreciate your time. Thanks for your expertise, sir. Always a pleasure, Lawrence. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. That is Steven Bardo. And that's why he's so damn good at this. I love him breaking it down. He he wasn't as optimistic as, as Jim Ozarski was when he gave us a, a way that maybe the, the Bulls could win. Hey, we're going to do this new thing now on the show. The Sox Machine guys have agreed that they will come and visit with us once a week. So Josh Nelson is actually here in studio. He's going to join me. We are going to have a long conversation about your Chicago White Sox next here on The Score. This is where the Cubs play. Suzuki drives one in the air, left center field toward the gap. That is going to be in there for an extra base hit. Pat Hughes here, play-by-play voice of the Chicago Cubs. Join Ron Coomer and me right here for every Cubs game this season on Sports Radio 670 The Score and on your mobile device or smart speaker with the Odyssey app. We are Chicago's official radio home of the Cubs. An Odyssey station. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.